Hey, it is Family Sunday, as Reese said earlier. Welcome to Venture Community Church. If you're a kiddo in the house, look this way. I love you. You're awesome. You did amazing during worship. I was listening, I was watching, and you were worshiping big. Thank you so much. If you need some coloring pages or anything like that, there are some on the back wall. If you want to grab that to help yourself stay busy, awesome, awesome. All right, we got to move quick today because we got some fun stuff after service. Like Reese told you earlier, it is S'more Sunday. So this is the very first time we did it, and I will tell you right now, we learned so much. We learned so much about setting it up. We've already told them today, I already know what I'm doing next year. Not that, not exactly what I, everything I did this year, we are not doing next year. Like it, it so we have a plan, and yes, s'mores, it's going to be good. Okay, I like s'mores, I like fire, and you know what, what has ever gone wrong with children, fire, and pokey sticks? Nothing. So kids, look at me, be good in this service, be good after service, and we might do it again next year, we'll see. All right, we ready? Awesome, awesome. All right, let's, I know you just sat down, stand up one more time. We're going to pray our prayer of 2019 together today. Are you ready? Let's pray. Awesome God, give us eyes to see, give us ears to hear, give us hearts to receive all of the good things that you have already prepared for us. Amen. Have a seat. All right, I'm going to do a really quick uh, recap of what we talked about last week. And um, basically, this entire series is about worship. We took two weeks, so this is our second week. We're going to wrap it up today. But we were talking about worship. And I asked you last week, what is the one gift that you can give Jesus that only you can give? Like, I'm big on that I receive everything from him. But there's one thing that I get to give him, and that is my worship. And let's look at Matthew 2 really quickly. Matthew 2, 1 through 2 says this, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. And last week we established that we don't know everything about what the Magi were. We don't know how many there were. We talked about how tradition says there was three. Most of the songs say that there are three. If you buy a nativity set, you're going to get three. You're going to get a light-skinned one, a dark-skinned one, and a little lighter than dark-skinned one, okay? Which I think is kind of funny, but we're going to move on. Um, I don't know that there were three. I don't know what the Magi were. I don't know if they were king. I don't know if they are wise men. But here's the deal. We don't have to know everything. Because what we do know is this, that there were people, Magi, wise men, kings, whatever they were, there were people who traveled a long distance to do one thing, to worship. And typically, when we talk about worship in the modern context, we talk about worship music or getting together like we just did and singing songs. And maybe we all do it a little bit different. Maybe we sit down and sing. Maybe we stand up and sing. Maybe we put our, pockets on our, our hands in our pockets and sing. Sometimes maybe we close our eyes. Maybe we lift our hands. Maybe we sing loud. Maybe we sing quiet. Maybe we sing in our head. I don't know. But if we look at the biblical definition of worship, it's very, very different. In fact, singing is, is not even really mentioned. It, it's so much more it actually says to bow down or kneel, to fall flat, to do in reverence or to adore. And I'm not saying like singing is wrong. I'm just saying that the biblical definition versus the modern definition or the modern connotation of worship is very, very different. So the challenge, I guess, from week one was this, to make time to worship him. Because in the busyness of the holiday season, chances are you haven't made time to worship him. So we established that why should we worship him? One, well, we should worship Jesus for who he is. 
Matthew 1, 21 through 23 says this. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. I've been texting God with us all week to friends. If you didn't get one of those, I'm sorry. We might not be as good friends as you thought. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I've had, it's just like this week, I've had a lot of friends having a lot of issues. And every, and like the response has always been, is like, I know this might sound cheesy. I know this might sound corny, but here's what I'm looking at. And here's what I know is that God is with us. And last week I, I said that that is a revolutionary statement because this was a, this is a, a New Testament we're reading from, but an Old Testament culture. Jesus hadn't died on the cross yet. There was no such thing as grace, okay? There was no such thing as God with us. It was God apart from us. God is too holy and we are too dirty. We can't get near him lest we die. So this was a revolutionary statement, and it also means today that we aren't without God. God is with us, and it changes everything entirely. It alters it should alter everything that we believe, okay? So God is with us is a gospel revelation. That's good news. Say, God is with us, okay? So he is God with us. So why should we worship him? One, we worship Jesus for who he is. Two, we worship Jesus for what he has done. 2 Timothy 1, 9 through 10 says this, he has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace has given, sorry, this grace was given us Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life. I'm going to pause right there because I need to read that again so that we can remember. Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life. We worship him for what he has done. And listen, you, you cannot, I believe this firmly, you cannot honestly sit there and look at me and say, Jesus hasn't done anything for me. I mean, you can, you can, you can physically do it, but you'd be wrong. You can't sit there and say, Jesus hasn't done anything for me. And if you can even say those words, then you're, you're, you're in one of two places. Either you don't know him, or you know him, and you need to renew your mind in him. So that you can know, like you can know of him, and not know him. I know who Jesus is, but I don't know that guy. I know him, he's here. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is his good, what is good and acceptable and perfect. What is his good, acceptable, and perfect will for me? Well, the only way you could do that is by knowing him and by realizing all that he has done and by, like the Bible says, renewing your mind. So we worship him for what he has done. Listen, I'll tell you right now, 110%, and I hope that many of you can make this same statement. Because when you realize this, it changes everything 
for you. The way that you read your Bible, the way that you pray, the way that you worship. Here's a reality. You are nobody without Jesus, and I am nobody without Jesus. I am nobody. I am nothing. I ain't, I ain't nothing. I ain't nobody without Jesus. He died for me. He died as me on the cross, and he died for every sin. And that's cool. I'm going to talk about this. Get away from, I'm going to ramble on this for a minute. He died for every sin, everyone at that moment. And he forgave me of every sin. So here's, what, here's what's funny, and here's what happens. Um, when you receive salvation, when you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth and you receive salvation, we believe, typically, typically people believe that they are forgiven of their sins. Right? Can we nod? Give me a little something, something if I'm on the right track here, if I'm talking to the right people. Good, okay. That he forgive us of our sins. So I'd have to ask the question, which sins did he forgive you of? All of them. All of them just to that point? No. All of them. Every future sin. The ones we hadn't even committed yet. How do I know that? Because the Bible says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Also, when he died for my sins, a long time ago, when he rose from the dead, I wasn't here yet. So he died for my sins then and forever. And that's what is so important for us to remember when he said, it is finished. He was saying, guys, it's done. I know you're going to do some silly stuff, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to love you and you're already forgiven. That's like, that's simple and, and complex all at the same time. I was just trying to process that. That honestly, Because I have him, what I do tomorrow is already taken care of. What I do the next day is already covered. What I do a year from now, he's already there. And as I just try to wrap my brain around that grace and what he has done, it, it's like smoke coming out my ears because for the longest time, every single camp, every single time I had the opportunity, I needed to get saved again, never realizing that when he said it is finished, he meant it. I'm nothing and nobody without Jesus. Okay. He brings what? Death to life. So we worship him for who he is. We worship him for what he has done and we worship Jesus for what he will do the Magi traveled a long distance I said we don't know everything about them but we know that that they traveled a long distance and they were they saw a star and they said we are going to go to this place they had heard stories they knew what this represented and, and they went there and in the realization that they came to worship a baby that had done nothing is powerful. Why is it powerful? Because Jesus hadn't done anything yet but be born. So what were the Magi worshiping him for? They were worshiping him for who he was, not for what he had done. But I think, and this is pretty heavy, is that they were worshiping him for what he would do. 
for the potential that was there. And I would say it this way. They were worshiping in forward faith. Faith for what he is going to do. I told my leaders this morning, and as I think about the things that I need God to do, who would say like right now, and there's nothing wrong with saying I need God to do something. I think some people might try to tell you there's something wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. My girls need me as their daddy to do things for them. Okay? Who needs God to do something for them? Right now, like they, I, need, I need God to do about that many things times ten right now. I need him to do things. And there's nothing wrong with that. So when I worship Jesus, I'm not just worshiping him for who he is, what he's done, but I'm also worshiping him for that forward faith type thing, the things that I need him to do. And what I love about our worship today is that we get to worship that exact same way. When we worship him, we get to worship him forward in faith for who he was, who he is, what he's done, what he's going to do, so on and so forth. That leads me to my most favoritist verse in all the Bible. Okay? What will he do? Ephesians 3.20. read it a thousand times this year in, in this room. Now all glory to go to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. It is a worship serve. It is a worship series. So could I have my worship team make their way back up? Now all glory go to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Do you have a list? I talked about a list last week and I prayed for several that were turned in over the week. A list of what you hope for. I just asked you, you got stuff you need God to do. Along in that same list, you might have things you need God that you're hoping for. You're hoping for that job. You're hoping for that breakthrough. You're hoping to break that addiction. You're hoping to, to grow in advance in whatever area of your life. You can go ahead, guys, start leading us now. Have a list of what you hope for and start thinking on that thing. So the Magi traveled to worship a baby. They, they traveled to worship someone who hadn't done much yet, but would do a lot. Stand with me today. What can he do? Close your eyes. What can he do? Infinitely more. What can he do? Think about it. What are you needing? Infinitely more. What, what can he do? Think about what, what need do you have this season? What need do you have this season? What can he do? Infinitely more. So much more than what we could ask, think, or imagine. So what do you need him to do? Because I'll tell you right now, he can do infinitely more. It's just a matter of us believing that. I'm going to pray with you, and we're going to dive into this time of worship. And I want you to worship big today. Father, I thank you and I praise you that you are the God of infinitely more. That you are the bottomless God, that you are the topless God, that we go as high as we can and you can come and grab us no matter how low we are. Jesus, we thank you and we praise you today. And we're going to lift your name and we're going to worship big because you are worthy. 
And we're going to put some faith forward today and start believing for things that we need, for things that we want, for things that we desire, because you are our Father and you are as close to us as you will ever be, because you are God with us. Should I fall in the space Worship, guys. So I don't know, like, are we getting the potential that we have in him? And the potential that he has in us, the, the reality that the same power that rose Jesus from the grave is where? Say in, hold your belly like this. Say, in my belly. See, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave is in my belly. Jesse's got a, she, okay, she's having a baby. She's got a, she got a belly right now. I've been bumping into that belly like crazy. Like it's, it's like when you move something in your house, you know, and you stub your toe on it all the time because it's, it's, you moved it an inch. It's different, right? I've been just walking in the grocery store, bumping that belly, and she's like, come on. It's in my belly. Jesus. All the power, everything I need is in my belly. That's exciting. And I know it's silly, and I know it's, but listen, if you can remember that, next time you face some darkness, you can say, it's right here. He's in my belly. That's exciting. I guarantee you'll remember that. I guarantee, because you're like, that's so dumb. You won't ever forget how close he is to you, though. And we get to worship that. We get to worship him. Forward in faith. For who he is, what he's done, and everything that he's going to do. We get to worship him for that. It changes everything, guys. It changes the way you pay bills. It changes the way you sleep. It changes the way that you go to work. It changes the way that you go to school. It changes the way that you parent. It changes the way that you believe. It changes the way that you hope. Everything. Everything. When you realize that he's right here. The Bible says that if I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth, then I am saved. It doesn't say then I got to do much else. It just says I am saved. I, I get that grace and I get to walk around with him in my belly just like that. So maybe you're in this place and you're not there yet. It's that simple. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not watering it down. Nothing. That's what the Bible says. It says believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that he was raised from the grave and you will receive your salvation. It's that simple. I want to pray over you today one more time. And let's dive into this incredible week knowing that he's right here. Father, we thank you. God, we praise you. We thank you that you are close and that your work is finished on the cross, but you have so much more for us. God, we worship you for who you are. We worship you for what you've done. And we worship you for what you're going to do. God, remind us that there is a cross where you died for us. That there is a grave that has no body. And that there is joy that we can walk in in the midst of every battle because you are peace. Father, we praise you today. Thank you for your closeness. Thank you for your nearness. 
it's in your name. Stay in this moment just a second. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So I'm going to read you one more, a couple more times probably this passage. Now all glory to God who was able to, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Now all glory to God who was able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Father, we thank you for that word. Infinitely more. It's in your name. We all said, amen. Sit down where you're sitting down. Look at your neighbor and say, it's in my belly. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, worship team, y'all can go ahead and y'all, y'all good. Thank you. Show the worship team some love today. They've led us so well the last couple of weeks. Worship big not only on Sunday. Worship big on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday too, okay? You can worship big everywhere, okay? And then make sure you come and worship big on Sunday. So I'm going to recap just a few things really quickly. Um, first, you're at Venture. Welcome. We're so excited to see you. We, we, have, we have so much going on this, this month. We love December, and we, we always spend kind of a, a, an extra emphasis in December on, on almost everything. So I want to recap just a few things. First, if you 